following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, July 26th, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 3. Welcome to the latest edition of of the break we're live from oxnard california it is day five of training camp 2021 presented by american airlines got dave and nick here with me we got a lot of topics we want to hit today uh, we'll get to a new segment actually in the final portion of our show i call it i get around we'll see how much these guys get around here in the uh in the final segment we got some player names that we're going to throw to them and see how much they can tell us <laughs> I about bet. Them. why you do it like that well i mean Probably one of our new players, maybe. Never mind. We'll see. We'll see what what names we got to throw out for you guys. But um, before we get started, Nick, you said before yeah. the show you had you had a little announcement oh, you wanted oh, to I make. I just want you know one of our uh, listeners, uh, longtime listeners, my dad, Tim Eatman. It's his birthday. Oh, today. Awesome! Yeah. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Talked to him a whole lot. It always happens when I'm out at camp. So yeah. here we oh, go. Look, there oh, we go. Look pause. at all these people. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he's listening. And uh, happy Bob Lilly. Happy oh. Bob Lilly. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's getting up there. That's well, good. Hold on. Let me see if there's another player. No, Bob Lilly. Yeah. Not yeah. Bob Lilly. Yeah. You don't have to think too hard about no, that. No, I don't. Very I don't. nice. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Right. Eatman. Thank you for listening Doctor. for all these years. Doc, sorry. Oh, yeah. Dr. Eatman yeah. for uh, listening for all these years. Because th- those might be our some of our biggest and longest fans. Your dad, your mom, my mom. Like, oh, yeah. That's just like they've been listening for a long, long time. And they and, and they, supporting us back when we were like had two listeners or three listeners, right. the three of them pretty much. So. And they never think we have a bad show. No, absolutely. Those They're all the like, best. I love that show today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I talked to my parents. They don't listen. What the are hell? they not in? No. Oh, they know you're on the show? Yeah. Actually, they might not. I don't, I don't <laughs> tell my parents a whole lot. Oh, that might be on you. Yeah, it might be on me. You're, on right. You're right. Yeah. It might be on me. All right, so let's jump in. We got a lot we want to hit today. Um, the Cowboys are now three practices in. They got ten more to go while they're out here in Oxnard. Uh, let's start the show as I like to do on training camp days with one observation from the previous practices. Uh, it can be a, a player that you notice. It can be a moment that you notice. It can also be an interview uh, that you were part of. Uh, but give me one observation. Let's start with you, Dave. Well, let's just get it out of the way. I mean, it was Dalton Schultz day yesterday. My God, he was he's the star of the show for yeah. sure. Uh, he's Dak's security blanket. It's worth noting. Blake Jarwin's not doing a ton. He's still working his way back from ACL. He's on a rep count, so he wasn't part of the team portion of practice. But Dalton Schultz was, and he he caught everything. He didn't just well. He actually had a dra- he drop. He had one drop. Yeah, he had one drop. But I mean, he he must have had five big big catches in the uh, in the two minute and the third and fourth down work. He also had like a he had like a one hander type of deal in the seven on sevens. That was really impressive. So just. Really, really good day from him and makes you, yeah, it's encouraging. I want to interject with a quick question to both of you guys because if memory serves me correctly, I think both of you were big believers that Blake Jarwin adds something that yeah. you don't necessarily get from him. And I, I don't know that I agree with that because it. I look at days like yesterday and I look at how he performed last year. I don't know that he can't do a lot of those things as well. Maybe he's not as fast or as athletic as Jarwin, but for some reason the guy gets open and he makes right. catches. Do you guys still believe that that Jarwin is appreciably better in certain areas of, of his game 
than what you can get from Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and you got to remember this is it, training camp is. It, I mean, practice is always this way. It, it, something's good, something's bad. So let's not for, let's not forget <laughs> the, the one of the biggest concerning parts of this team, which is yeah. the defense and the secondary. Yeah. So just because you're lighting up the secondary doesn't mean well. But he did it last year in season. What did he get? Sixty two, sixty three catches. He did a lot of it was was closer to the line of scrimmage, and so not as much as yesterday was encouraging to see him down the field. He needs to do it more in games. But uh, he told me after practice when I got asked about it. Of course, like you guys said, he was like, "Well, I dropped the pass." That was the focus, which yeah. is good. But he was also like, "We want to make it really hard on Kellen Moore to go eleven and twelve personnel." Because we know he said eleven personnel is outstanding. We got one of the best eleven personnel. We want to make it tough on him, me and Blake, to say hey, we need to call some twelve personnel, uh, which is basically saying him on the field over the over Gallup over yeah. CD. Some hard one, one of them. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they get, they got to be able to run block if they're going to do that. That's what makes it. That's what makes it intriguing. Um, I didn't I didn't come this far driving the Jarwin bandwagon to hop off because Dalton. I Schultz didn't expect you to had a good day. I mean, which I, I like Dalton Schultz a good a lot. year. Let's it's not just a good day. A it's wonderful, a, good year. a yes. wonderful year yeah. and a good day. Yeah. Uh, like they got two good tight ends. I people, P. I always say that. Like people look for stress where there shouldn't be any. They're like, what are we gonna do? I'm like, you have two good tight ends. Who cares? Like why? Why is this a problem? All right, let's move on. Nick, what was your observation from yesterday? Schultz. But <laughs> <laughs> let me come up with something else. No, the. Uh, Good luck figuring out the receiver spot. The, the end of it. I mean, that's the the games are going to matter the most. It's funny we watch all these practices, or we're going to see a lot, and we're going to have our idea. And all it takes is like one guy. I say this. I think I say this point every year, but like, you know, I, I can't think of a, one of the receivers that isn't making a lot of plays right now. But I mean, if that guy comes out and has four sure. or five catches, I mean, yeah, no, in a that's game. so the Malik Turner and. Um, Osiris Mitchell. Osiris Mitchell. Uh, Noah Brett. Brown's been good. No, well, I don't lump Noah with okay, him. Okay, but just the, the, Osiris Mitchell, yeah, um, Malik. Brandon Smith, Brandon the Smith. Iowa kid. But what's funny is, and I'm not picking on the guy, but I would say of the young guys, your Texas guy, yeah. Brennan Eagles, has probably, I haven't noticed him. And just, yeah. but the no, but like the way this goes is he's going to be the one that catches four balls for forty yard yards. Yeah, and touch, like, when they okay. get to Canton, he's going to be the one that has a great night. Right, but is this all kind of a moot point? Just because I, I feel very certain in the fact that barring injury, the first five spots are taken. I wonder about that. I think the first four. First four. I, would I think because because of what Cedric Wilson offers on special teams. I think the first four are set. You, you think Noah Brown is at risk? Well, so two million dollars. I again, like I've been on the Noah Brown train forever. Yeah. I've I defended him when everybody wanted to cut him back when he was just the guy that they strangely decided to throw to in the red zone during games. So I love having you guys together. You rarely agree, but to Nick's point, he's on a two million dollar contract, and Stephen Jones won't. He loves talking about how cash strapped they are, and how they. He basically throughout the spring was like, "We would love to fire some of these expensive guys." <laughs> I mean, he basically said that. Yeah. So, I think Noah Brown is one of the th- four best receivers on this team. But if one of these young guys, if they prove that they can do it at a fraction of the cost, that, that's part of team building. One thing I know is I've seen Noah Brown catch a significant number of balls out here, particularly from four. And that yeah. suggests to me yes. that that I would I would think that he's going to have at least some say we, in in who these receivers are that are going to be catching passes from and that it's, gets here. I love that's uh, team building is so much fun because you like the front office is like Osiris Mitchell can do this for six hundred thousand dollars. Why are we paying Noah Brown two million? And then 
the head coach and the quarterback are like, because we, we we have years of rapport with this guy, and he does this and he does that. What the hell are you talking about? And he's not a bad player. It's no. not a situation where he's a bad player. And Noah is off to an outstanding start. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to dog him at all. It's just these are the realities of putting a roster together. You think there's a chance they might consider six here? I think yeah. I. That's our mailbag today. Okay. So, um, I'll I, give it away then. Well, no, go I read th- it on DallasCowboys.com. I think six is almost a foregone conclusion in my yeah, opinion. Okay. Especially when you when you factor in. I mean that. Fifth round pick usually has every chance to make the team. They're they're not gonna just give up on a fifth round pick unless he's just terrible. Yeah, well, you didn't even mention him. And Simi Fajoko yeah, has Simi not Fajoko. been terrible. No, he's been he, good. He's been pretty good. Uh, and so that's something to 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 watch. And so yeah, he's that's why I think six is 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 on the table here. Well, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that ultimately it's gonna come down who plays special teams well. That's how you get. That fifth, and, I mean, that fifth and sixth spots will be all about mm-hmm. special teams. So we'll see how that all pans out once we get to the preseason games. Let's move on. Give me a status update on Malik Hooker, uh, the free agent that the Cowboys have been rumored to be very interested in signing at some point. So he, as far as I'm aware, he's quarantined. Like, he's still testing. He's not done. I think he can get out of that tomorrow. It's probably about right. I think this is the fourth day. He's so five days. And so, you know, I, I felt stupid yesterday. I asked Mike McCarthy, like, how does he look? What did what do you all think? And he was like, we haven't seen haven't him seen yet. Him, yeah. He's still in the protocol. That's, so. that's, that's just a – that come on. How does he look whenever you decided to bring him in? Like, you guys know something. You, yeah. You know, give, that was, me, give me something. That's what I was kind of trying to get at is, like, you know, you saw him in April or March. Right. You clearly liked him enough to bring him back. You must have an idea that he's doing better, which so – they worked somebody out yesterday, and I thought it might be Malik Hooker, but clearly not because of the protocols. It was this new guy, Chiron Brown, who they signed while we were at practice yesterday. Chiron. Chiron. Um, Hope he can work it. <laughs> what's that? It's a Chiron machine. It's yeah, a, oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Chris knows what I'm talking it's like about. It's the most specialized thing in the world. Like you got, <laughs> There's only six people. I've had way more conversations about the Chiron than I choose to, but go ahead. Move on. Um, so, but you know, he said there's definitely interest. They clearly see something they like. Uh, I would expect he's going to join the team here when he does clear protocol. So, keep an eye on that as this week goes along. So that means that means they got to cut someone. If mm. yeah, if they sign him, they do. Um, which so you know, <laughs> William and I thought we saw the guy yesterday. Really. Well, we we some somebody's walking through the park along with a big bag. Anytime you see a big bag walking with a big Here, bag, yeah, we've yeah. seen it. No, yeah. I mean, I've seen and we've it seen the, it all the way up at the top. The top. First yeah. two years, first two years we were at Oxnard, the starting quarterback cut got cut in the middle of camp. Yep. Starting quarterback. Yep. We saw Banks walking through here. We saw Quincy Carter, Chris Beams laying in the bushes, getting the audio, the video. <laughs> Still for one of the greatest moments greatest in Cowboys media history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we saw a guy last night. Yeah. Long dreads. It's like. Uh, uh, I mean, big bag, like, and uh, it wasn't. Um, it was Jalen Smith. He's probably yeah, going. He was, he was going. On, it was. He's just, probably he's going out for yeah, okay. yeah, it was Jalen. Big okay. bag for night. It was big bag, but you know it happens. People because people pack a couple of bags. They don't have the little bags and all yeah, that. It's just yeah. you have one or two bags, and so. But for a second, we were like, oh, I didn't know it was him. I didn't. Of course, William's sitting over here. William knows every p- person on the team, you know, what he looks like. You know, he, he can go by their shoes and all that, by their braids, all that. But it was it, it, day off. But I'm just saying they got to cut somebody. It's not going to be a starting linebacker. So I got Brown, yeah, no doubt. Brown, I assume, is filling in for the fact that they cut Richard Robinson right before, um, right before training camp. Right. It's, he signed a two-year deal, but I found out none of the money is guaranteed. So I think that's just a yeah. – 
That's interesting for a two-year deal. Well, mm. I think my educated guess is maybe, you know, if this guy sticks that way, they don't have to deal with him being a restricted free agent or anything yeah. like that. But they're on, like, there's no obligation to keep him whatsoever. Like, yeah. it's a two-year I'm, deal. I'm but trying to think. It was do a couple years want. ago, there was a guy that they signed like that, just out of the blue, and it was a two-year deal, and it was like, what? I want, I want to say it was Antoine Woods. They're like, not only did they get him, but they got him, you know, for a Yeah, that you know, sounds familiar. Kind of lock him up for a little bit, so. I think I it's know. it's just a negotiating thing if if he turns out to be good, uh, but so he he can replace Richard and then, you know the Jets have so many corners over there they couldn't keep all of them. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know I don't understand that sometimes you, you <laughs> got like that like he's not good enough to make the Bengals or the Jets or whatever. But just need a happens. body. Just need a body to get through camp, man. Real quick, Jerry Jones did also uh, give an update yesterday on a couple of the uh, veteran guys that have not yet practiced. They've been on the pup list, Marcus Lawrence and Mari Cooper. What are we hearing about when we can expect to maybe see them either on a practice field or on a game field? August, which is coming up here, so that's kind of vague. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-August. Yeah, mid-August. Metroplex. Dallas. Dallas-Fort Worth. Frisco, Texas. Ford Center. Yeah. That's when. Because he said after. Yeah. He said after the Arizona No, no California tank. No Ohio tank. No Arizona tank. Good. You know, honestly, I'm I'm very I'm questioning whether we'll see a lot of these, even the ones that are practicing right now. If we'll see them in Ohio, Tampa Bay tank, right? Like, (laughs) we'll we'll see when we get a little closer to the regular season when it comes to games. You know what? I need to. We can have an empty tank here for a while. You know, we don't have to fill this thing all the way in. Yeah, we went all in. I I'm not ever gonna be mad about. Pro bowlers not playing in the preseason ever. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of coming around on your way of thinking as yeah. well on that. Was that when Romo practice. got crunched over? Like sure was. That? was sure that was. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you know, remember that. Good enough. Remember when Dak got hurt and, like, just it took you 30 minutes to even realize what was going on because yeah. it sucked so much? Having that happen when the game doesn't even matter is even worse. Yeah. Uh, it's just the worst feeling in the world. So, no thanks. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to jump into a conversation. Jerry and uh, Mike McCarthy both in press conferences over the last few days have talked about how they can uh, get back to uh, to a better a better performance than than what they had last season, and really even historically as they've pr- performed over the last several years. Some people say last twenty six years, but. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. There's some questions I have for you guys with regards to some of the players that are on this team and how much optimism uh, they provide you as to, to the fact that the Cowboys can get back to that level of success. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a Cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. The New Era Sideline Collection has landed in stores so fans can wear the same headwear as the team. Just head to the Pro Shop, your official store mm-hmm. of Cowboys Nation. Get the 2021 New Era Draft Cap. Visit your Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shopdallascowboys.com. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break. We're live from Oxnard, California, and we're talking Cowboys football for 45 minutes here on the set. Got Dave and Nick with me, and let's talk a little bit about the um, the success of the Dallas Cowboys. There were a lot of questions during the opening press conference. There have been some since then to Jerry and Mike McCarthy about how this team gets back to just being good, because last year they weren't or even getting back to the point where they were in the 90s where they actually were a Super Bowl contending team. Um, So I have a list of questions here that I'm going to ask you guys about some of the facets of this team and and what they mean to maybe the overall success. Let's start with the first one. Which is more important to them being better this year than last year, the return of Dak or the return of Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins? And you got to give me one. You can't just say both. you got to give me one. Which way do you go, Dave? Dak. And and, and you've – and you're not wrong, but, like, you've been big on that train that the tackles are so important, and they are, but, like, quarterback, always quarterback, stack. Yeah, I'd say quarterback there. I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna combine the tackles, I mean, that's that's big there. I that's mean, point. it's yeah. two tackles. Because you didn't have either one of them last year. You'd rather play 17 games with Dak Prescott and your backup tackles. And or- Secchi and... And T- Terrence Steele, yeah. uh, Garrett Gilbert, whoever you want to put out it right. Yeah, I'm, I was even I was going to give you Andy Dalton, but just just to be nice. But you don't have him anymore. So 17 games of Dak with mediocre tackles, or 17 games of well, Garrett Gilbert with good. Well, tackles. I would rather play Andy Dalton in the two starting tackles. Than uh, Dak yeah, I was as two. you were saying. I was but like, it's not Andy I, Dalton right that. now. No, and I don't no way. No, I, I no no. I would give me yes. Give me Dak. I mean. You, we saw we Man. saw Dak without the tackles in Seattle, and they scored thirty-one points and were winging it all over the yard. Like what? Dak's the still, result. They, okay, they lost. It's a hard league. No, but I'm, but I'm saying though, it's I, I don't know if I know Dak is great, and I believe that Dak is really a great quarterback. We've had that conversation. You compare him to the rest of the league. I think he is a top five quarterback in this league. The problem still remains, if you cannot protect your quarterback, then yes, he can still put up some big numbers. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it's enough to be able to win in the NFL consistently. And I'm sorry, Derek, but have you ever gone out to dinner with me and know that, like, I, I'm going to order the combo platter. I mean, I want, I know, I want the steak I know. and the shrimp. And I want both. Why, I want all why, of it. That's why I specifically said you got to choose one or the I, other. I, you cannot go both we, on this. But we don't have to choose. Yes, you do. Both. <laughs> all three. I mean, y- yes, that is the right <laughs> answer, but if you're making me pick, I'll just give me the quarterback. 
And I get your point, Dave. Obviously, we know in the NFL, quarterback is absolutely the most important position. I'm just thinking on a team like this that has a really, really, really good running back, on a team like this that your your defense cannot get exposed like they were last year, and that means you cannot leave them on the field. So the offense is going to have to be able to consistently stay on the field. I just think if you have to choose between the two, Give me a solid offensive line that can assure that I can still run the ball and can assure that my quarterback's going to have time, and I will take a little lesser – well, not a little uh, – a significantly lesser quarterback and, because I think – consistently I think I'll win more games that way. Can you, you look at – but look at 2015, though. Yeah. 2015, and I know it's five years ago, but with Romo's first two games, Romo had it rolling. And then he gets hurt, and I mean 4-12. and 12. But the two that they win when Romo comes back, the team doesn't just con- just drop off, play better. And that was a pretty good offensive line, three starters in the Pro Bowl. But mm-hmm. I think if you go back to the first five games of last year, they didn't win them all, obviously, but they were putting up numbers. Terrence Steele starting all those games. Um, in, in Seattle, Atlanta, no Flozell in those games. Lyell was out the whole time. Dak got him in position. They didn't win all of them. They lost some, but it was, it was right there about 500. And that's Dak with those guys. I think. I mean, I think Dak is a huge difference yeah, maker. We the saw. I mean, a huge difference. What, that's what we say all the time, right? Is like the Cowboys were only as good as eight and eight all those years because Romo was dragging them along for the ride, basically. Yeah. Which right? Which is what Dak was going to do. He was going to drag yeah. him to eight and eight last year. Probably. Yeah. I just. I'm. Your point's not wrong, but I just think quarterbacks too important. And we are splitting hairs here a bit. The hope is that you're going to have all three. Yes. But but I but you know I, I do band think back that, together. Yeah, I do. I do think that last year a lot of what they experienced, in my opinion, was about the tackles, and I think it all gets dumped on to a lot of cases gets dumped on to Dak. I think the tackles had a, as much, if not more, to do with that. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Who will have a greater impact offensively this season, Zeke Elliott or C.D. Lamb? Um, Zeke, to me, because he's he's still the starter. He's the he's the main guy, um, and you got to. It's a pick your poison type thing with with uh, you know with CD. He's gonna have some big games. There's gonna be some games that maybe they shut him down and the ball goes over here. But I think if if everything's working the way it's supposed to work, uh, Zeke's the guy that's supposed to get the ball. They want to run out the clock with him. If you can get to that point, I think it'll still be Zeke. Yeah, I think yeah, and I I love CD, and I think he's gonna. He's going to take another step. He'll be better than he was. But I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to say that he's the guy that the other team is game planning around heading into that week yet. Yet, maybe we'll see how that is by week three, four. Yeah, maybe, five, maybe yeah. he will be that guy. But yeah. I'm not ready to say he's that guy yet. And you still have two really other, you know, two great receivers. I, I think, I think Amari Cooper is maybe not criminally underrated, but underrated by the league in terms of how good he really is. So EA you know. didn't underrate him. I saw that he was yeah, no, and on the list. Of I actually, I was like, rated. okay, EA, yeah, okay. like, thank you. Cause yeah. he, I, you know, we had that argument with Danny McCray a month right, ago. Yeah. Like he's, I think he's one of the 10 best receivers in the league. I so, agree. um, if I'm choosing between those guys, I guess I say Zeke. Would you resign him though? Maybe already. You, you no. I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this. I don't have to resign him. He's under contract. Cut him. I, I'm going to tell you, you know, this at, yes, go ahead, Dave. I, that, like everybody tries to answer that question now, and you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't You're have right. to. You're right. You're right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see if C.D. Lamb gets pulled off a punt return because he's too valuable to put there. Then that's when I understand that okay, this is where the Cowboys kind of think about him. But I do think it's something I, we're not. We don't think about it right now. But the Cowboys are definitely thinking about it. Everyone thinks Michael Gallup is completely going to be gone. I'm like, 
I don't know about that. Yeah, have, I, mean, I agree with that. that. That's an interesting point, point because maybe they look at it and say, you give me CD and you give me Gallup, Gallup. and then I fill in with other guys. Maybe that's the way they look at it long term. You know, and everything points toward optimism with Amari's injury. We think he'll be fine for the season, but keep an eye on that. I mean, you, you know, it's a long season. Your opinion changes drastically yeah. from July to February. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if, if Amari has a – Really disappointing season, which I don't think will happen. But if for some reason he does, maybe it's a conversation. But, but I, I do agree with you that he is an underrated. He's Amari. He's, Amari is, is an underrated player because you just you, I don't know if it's his demeanor or the, you just don't think he's very fast or whatever. He doesn't he make a lot of the runs by people. He doesn't make a lot of the. You know, we talk about Des doing Des things, and we're seeing that now from CD as well. Yeah. He doesn't make those kind of plays as often. They don't look as spectacular as sometimes even they are. Right? You know who like, he reminds me of, and I believe he was right under Amari on that Madden list, is Keenan Allen. Mm, yeah. You don't, you don't That's a good think comparison. those guys are uh, you don't flashy. They just happen they just to get open and catch the catches. ball. Yeah. Keenan Allen is better probably than Amari Cooper. He unfor- I mean, he just he plays for like the least visible team in the NFL, yeah, and that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. The things I've seen from C.D. Lamb suggest to me that if I'm trying to project out, I think he – and the reason why I asked this question, I think he has the ability that by the end of this year, other than Dak, he will be the next talked-about offensive yeah. player for the Cowboys. Uh, he will be the guy that's making the plays that everybody's talking about. He will be the guy that makes that game-winning catch. He'll be the guy that makes the catch that, you know, is is the game-sealer. Like, he's going to be that guy, I think, because I think – he and Dak are building that kind of rapport, and he has that that level of ability. I, yeah, I was trying to do my David Hellman impression at practice and, and take some really good I saw videos. that. I saw that. And I got one of CD, and I thought it was bad. I thought it was a bad video because he kind of ran out of the shot. Then he comes running right at me. But really what happened was is he broke Anthony Brown's ankles on this play, and he yeah. went down, like yeah. straight to the ground. Yeah, he so, did. And someone said, and I didn't know this was a verb, but I like it. You said you're trying. You're out helmeting Hellman. <laughs> I'm helmeting. I'm. I'm. It's taken me some time. I'm. I'm not on my A game yet. I really. I gotta recommit. You gotta find your right spot. Find the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of practice. We didn't get to do this last year. Yeah. You need this. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the tier <laughs> two. The tier two designation might help. You're All not right. wrong. You're All not right. Wrong. We can switch. All right. Let's go on <laughs> to the next question. What have you seen defensively that could allow you to be optimistic that the defense will be better? Now. I'm, gonna, Say I'm saying that. I'm saying that. First of all, knowing that Dave is the opposite of optimistic, like he's not an optimistic. Yeah, person. but there's but a reason for it. If you want to be optimistic, if you want to give fans out there who are optimistic reasons to be optimistic, give me one thing you've seen from this defense that would give you a reason to be optimistic. Randy Gregory. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Micah Parsons, but okay, yeah, okay. No, but, <laughs> but no, but Gregory's a better answer. They're both. Yeah. Gregory's a better answer I, right now. Yeah, he's he's um he's looking like he looks like a stud. Good number for him. He's a good player. He like holy. <laughs> He's a good player. S. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. I love doing it. I know. Like we're doing it. We're doing it. I know. It, oh, but he, he looks okay. so good though. <laughs> he he does. But it, it, Tyron Smith. I don't think Tyron Smith's lost it. Okay. Now he looks like a robot with all the stuff that he's got working on. You know, but. He, they have some good battles, and mm-hmm. Randy doesn't win them all, but he gets some. Yeah, he gets yeah. a couple. He, yeah, he gets he gets a few. And, and think about it, the, any game, um, if a guy has three sacks in a game, you're like dominated the left tackle. You get a couple wins. That's, well, there's that's 70 a great snaps, game. and he yeah. might have been pancaked for 20 of them, but yeah. but he got three sacks. Yeah. So I think Randy's going to have moments like that. I like what McCarthy said. We're not going to run a reverse around Shit. on him. He's right. too he's too agile. He's too 
you know, he's too disciplined, really, if, yep. if you could throw that word in there for Randy. But, I mean, if, when it comes to that, he's just got that range and those long arms. Yeah. I think he's having fun, too. I mean, we, hell yeah. Just, I mean, why wouldn't he be? Well, according according to him, he's got, a, he's got a defensive coordinator that believes in him now. Yeah. Like, that's those were his words when he's talking about how last yeah. year he felt like he wasn't getting those fair opportunities. So that could certainly improve his mood, well, I would he's guess. He's got a, a, an organization that has always believed in yeah. him, you know, and, and I think he knows that, too, and understands that. And – and we'll see. You know, we just said we're not going to see Tank till we get back to Texas. But like, he's out here and working and looks good. Not nobody's talking about it because we haven't seen him on the field yet. Demarcus Lawrence looks lean. Like even, I mean, he's never been a big guy, but like he even look like I saw him on. He posted something on Instagram the other day. And I was like, you look small. Like he like he is cut down. And you know, they do the you know the hula hoop drills where they like work on their bend and. He's still got it. He, I mean, he. Best he of might, Marcus you've ever seen do it? No, no, no. But <laughs> that, that's not fair. He, that's not no, fair. yeah, not I yet. Mean, that's not sixth all time on the NFL sack list or yeah. wherever. Where yeah. is? Yeah, no. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't look like you know. You you look at him. Some guys you're like, ooh, he looks like he's far away from being able to play football. I, Demarcus right. doesn't look like he's far away. And and nothing against his body now and all that stuff. We got to remember the guy hadn't played football in a while, but. What is Micah Parsons going to look like a year from now when we come to training camp? <laughs> Jesus. It's kind of scary. A robot. It's like kind of scary. Piece a piece of pizza yeah. upside down. Yeah. But talk about him. Scary. You said you were excited about him. I mean, hey, if that's the case next year, he's going to be intercepting that ball instead yeah. of just running down the By field. By the way, he's already intercepting balls. Like, yeah, this guy, it, he's everywhere. He's, he's rushing. Where do you play he's, him? He's pass protection. Every, like, everywhere. I yeah. play him. He His position is middle of the field, just Defensive tackle, linebacker, safety, think, whatever the hell you, you want to do. You think he's going to get to that point, and this is why you drafted Miss I, but where they, they get on the field and the quarterback's like, where's 11? Okay, right there. I kinda, or he's right here. I kind of yeah. think so. He could be. I, I mean, yeah. and how he, dynamic is that like, when you he get does that does everything. He yeah. does everything. They, yeah. had him, they had him blitzing the A-gap yesterday. He was dropping in zone. He was following guys down the field. He should he should have had a pick. Oh, uh, yeah. He dropped yeah. in zone and read Garrett Gilbert's eyes. I mean, broke on the ball, just couldn't bring it in. Uh, he broke up another one, so he had two breakups yesterday. He just he, and 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 you know they got him running from seven on seven to pass rush drills. Like, hey, get over there and go against Tyron a couple times, and then get back and go against Dak and the receivers. It's just fun. He's he's if, fun. If Dak goes down, I'm not sure that maybe we ought not consider <laughs> running him out there as your backup quarterback. Wildcat I'm not, quarterback. Just yeah, I'm, I'm not really so. I'm not see. really so enamored with the quarterbacks they got right now behind Dak. But let's let's move on to the next question. And this is a, a, a one that kind of hits on the what you guys just said. But which defender? do you think will have a larger impact if you have to choose one? Nick, you have to choose one. Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, or Trayvon Diggs? Mm. Going to have the, the best impact. Biggest impact on this defense. Good question. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd go Randy just because I know what his role is and how much he's going to play. Like, he's going to be your right end, and unless something crazy happens, like he's going to play 60% or more of the snaps. Uh, and I, Diggs will too, but... I pass rush is and pass rush is more important to do me. You, do you want to alter? I know earlier this this off season you and I had that little gentleman's wager on on whether we thought Parsons would be a starter to begin the season. Do you want to stick with that I or told, do you want to change told, that up a little bit? I told somebody yesterday. I was like, I might be in trouble on that, but I'm not. I'm not ready to because be- okay. remember, all I said was first snap. Yeah, no, so I get that. I'm still. I'm. I feel okay thinking that they'll be like. 
All right, Rook, you, you know, get out there for this next one, but let Jalen have this. Let Jalen get the start stat. I know one thing. I mentioned this to Nick yesterday in the press conference, and this may mean absolutely nothing, but Mike McCarthy was asked about Jalen Smith, and in his response, he spent the majority of the time talking about Michael Parsons. Uh-huh. I don't think that's an accident. Uh, I, right. And, he, and he, he, the point he was making was there's a lot of competition at linebacker. You, you, I, I might, I, I might wind up owing you dinner, but I'm a man. I can, I'll stick with it. All right. Do I get to pick the place? By the way, no. Okay. Well, you can pick the place. Just don't kill me. I mean, All right. let's not go to let's not go to Nick and Sam's. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, Nick. Uh, I mean, I think all three of them are dogs, and I think that that, that, that mentality on defense can be better just just by the, the three of them. Mm-hmm. And they're on all levels, too. I think Trayvon Diggs is really, really going to have a big impact. Um, I, I agree with it on that. I'm going to go with the pass rusher because the pass rusher can make Diggs a better Which player. pass rusher? Well, I'm, I'm of the three. Yeah. yeah, and I get that you're saying that, that Parsons will blitz and I'll do all that stuff, too, and I, that'll help. But Gregory, you know, Bill Bill Cower, okay, rush the quarterback. <laughs> Just rush to the quarterback, and I, he'll he'll make Parsons a better player. He'll make Diggs a better player. But I'm telling you, I I love what I'm seeing out of Diggs. I I really do. Too. He doesn't win them all either. That's okay. Corners don't win them they all. They don't. Yeah. His mentality is fun, and you talk to him. I mean, you know, you guys got a chance to interview him and stuff like that, and he's just he's just refreshing. You know, I think he has a chance to. You know, we asked that question. I guess it was on the show with Shannon and Nate yesterday about cornerbacks that are dogs. I mean, it's just it's hard to have that mentality, really. Yeah. But but he he can be that. He's got yeah. And I I, I, the, I think the thing that gives me pause about Diggs is I'm I'm not a big believer in the rest of the secondary. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, and that's a it's a fascinating debate. And there's plenty of evidence that suggests having a dominant secondary is better than having a dominant pass rush. But this isn't a dominant secondary. Like Diggs, Diggs looks really promising. I don't feel amazing about anybody else back there. Well, Not so. to get too far into that, but give me an example of a team where you you have a, a dominant secondary, but the pass rush isn't as dominant. I mean, because to me, they they seem to go hand in. Typically, when you have a really good secondary, you have some beast up front. I can hear what you're about to say, so don't. No, jump. I'm not going there. I'm, I'm just saying, give me some ideas. No, no, just don't. I mean. Seattle's pass, Seattle's pass rush was good. It wasn't on the caliber of what those players were in the back seven. Like three Hall of Famers in the secondary, and like the I mean the pass rush was good, but who was the best one? Michael Bennett, probably. Which I mean, good player, not like he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Neither is Cliff Averill. Had some years where he played really, really well. But not, yeah, not just yeah. this dumb. And even you know, I, and they're not the best in the league right now, but. Um, you know, my, Miami's defense is good because their secondary is good right now. Buffalo is similar. You know, they they got, they got a couple solid safeties. Tre'Davious White's good. You know, ninety-five Cowboys. They were pretty good. all about the secondary. Well, Dion covered half the field, and Darren Woodson was back there as well. Now we also are talking about the greatest cornerback in NFL history. Well, that's, right. That's my and, point. Is right. if you have an amazing secondary, you can have a great defense without a pass rush, but that's not what this team has. So could that also go as far as to say if you have an amazing one cornerback, that could make the difference for the rest of the secondary, make the secondary rest of the secondary a great secondary. Sure. I'm, you know, yeah. The Jets Let's did see. that with Revis for a few years. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, okay, but Diggs isn't there. And that, right. That's the, yeah, so the sad part right. is, is that Diggs – He's going to have to go up against the best receiver night in and night out, and, and he's not oh, and that's for that. That's the point I'm trying to make is I feel great about where Trayvon Diggs is going. I'm not sure he's got enough help back there right now that, it, you know, that it's hey, going to pay off for him at least right away. I'm not sure that of your three guys that you mentioned, 
I'm not sure Keanu Neal might not be the better player on this on this whole. I mean, he might be. The You're saying player. he might be the best player on the entire defense. He might you be so? the glue. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I and this is a conversation I had with some people last night. A lot of Dalton Schultz's wins yesterday came yeah, against him in coverage. And now I mean, Jalen Gate had his fair share yeah. too. I saw him on a and few of those. We're not. I'm not here to bury somebody based on one day of practice, yeah. but that. Going back to what Nick said at the top of the show, like when somebody does good, that means somebody did bad when yeah. it's all the same team. Yeah, and yeah. Dalton Schultz was beating up on Keanu Neal a little bit. Yeah. And all right, we're going to take our – go ahead, Nick. He's not a safety. He's a linebacker. <laughs> exactly. Good point. All right, so we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll get to our new segment, I Get Around. We'll see how much these guys get around. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Oh, God. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Why are you always standing at the front of the complex? All right, get on-demand Cowboys content on your home TV. Get the latest player interviews, video podcasts, documentaries, and so much more. Download now on your connected TV. Documentaries. Oh! Is that oh, coming man. up? We got some documentaries coming up for you this year. Like I'm, year. I, I'm starting to see some of the work that this team is putting yeah. together. Wow, yeah. some good documentaries we got coming up. And uh, we got them. We'll start rolling them out. What is it? Two weeks, I think it is. It's for the Arizona game. That'll be the first one is the, the night of the mm-hmm. Arizona game. That'll be the Drew, um, Drew Pearson uh, story that we have, which I've watched that one. Absolutely love it. It's Pretty awesome. really, really well done. Uh, Alex Lilly and Kurt Daniels uh, have been working on that project. So just know we got some really good ones. We got a Darren Woodson uh, documentary this year. We're doing one on uh, Mr. Fourth and Long himself, Jesse Holly, which sir. if you've never – you guys yes, that are sir. listening probably know him as just a guy that does podcasts for us. you got to hear his story. Yeah. His story is a phenomenal story. And for those that don't know, like he's the first and only player in the history of the NFL 
that got an opportunity to go to training camp based on him winning a reality television show. Yep. There's a really interesting story there. So we got that one coming up. And then uh, our, our final one, which I love, uh, called War Stories. We uh, went back and found footage from war rooms of the past on draft days from, I mean, I don't know, Nick, going back to the 80s, we got, maybe? We got 90, 90s. 90, yeah. Um, and and it's just Jimmy all Johnson, these all these great stories Parcells, of things that Jerry happened Jones. in the, in the uh, war room uh, on draft day. And uh, we've got the original footage to show you guys and tell some of those stories. So, again... This slate of, of documentaries for this year, yeah. you guys are going to absolutely we, love. We got a story that uh, that tells you that there's a there's a decent chance that Dak and Zeke, neither one of them were drafted. Yes, in I can't wait to tell that story. Don't tell it now, but no, I'm not. You got to make sure you check out War Stories. It's going to be really good. All right, uh, let's jump in. We got a new segment. It's called I Get Around. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to throw out a name, and the as you guys know, and for the listeners out there, I tell you guys all the time, your job is to know this team. So we're going to test how well you know this team. I'm just going to throw out random names oh, of players that? on this team. Huh? Is that what we did yesterday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Me and Nick had a, a run-through yesterday. But I'm just going to throw out a random name, uh, and then I want you guys to riff on him. For Each one of you have a couple minutes to riff on him and talk about what you've seen, what you've heard, maybe a little story that you have about the guy, just anything you know about this player so we give fans an opportunity to know oh, more man. about okay. this team. Okay. So we're going to find out if you get around. All right, let's, go. let's start first with DeMonte KZ, he's a six-year player, undrafted free agent that the Cowboys picked up from Atlanta. He's, he wasn't undrafted, was he? He was a six-year I'm sorry, not undrafted. I'm sorry, unrestricted I'm already, free agent. I'm already, unrestricted I'm already free agent. Already going. Sorry, unrestricted free agent out of Atlanta. Nick, go. Oh, uh, man. Well, I mean, he's not hes not the, the biggest guy I've ever seen in the world. you know. But, I mean, he, he's – I think by default, he's one of the, the better safeties on this team right now. And so he, he's out there. He has, he's not made a lot of memorable plays to me. But um, I think was he held out in, la- in, in practice yesterday or the day before. I feel like he wasn't in a lot of Honestly, I don't know we, if he was held out. We were having We had an argument about that yesterday. I think, I think they – which – and people freak out. They didn't demote him. But he ran with the twos yesterday from I what I saw. I didn't see him win the twos a that's, lot. And, and so that's why I was like, I don't even know if he was out there a lot in, in team yeah, drills. Maybe that – I mean, and he's coming off an Achilles. Uh, maybe they're limiting him because he was yeah. getting a lot of work the first two days. Got a little ha-ha in him. Which, I'm, like, I mean, I mean, dude, I mean, does he? Well, is that what we're saying? Oh, I don't know. All I'm saying. Come on. As soon as you say that, you know what everybody's thinking. Well, I'm just saying just from the storyline, okay? Yeah. He's coming in from, from, you know, another coach had him before, yep. okay? McCarthy had AHA before, made a Pro Bowl, I don't think, because he has, but he led the, the league in interceptions in one year. And so, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, he's in. He's for sure. And then he's like, well, where is he? You know, now he's with the twos and all that. I'm just saying – I don't and think it's so good that they had to sign Malik Hooker. It's too early to say it's the same thing because it, it if, is too if early. that was true, then why was he the starter all through OTAs? Like you know, ten practices he was out there doing his thing the whole time. I mean, they hadn't signed Hooker yet. Malik Hooker. I, 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 yeah. so he's he's going to be a two name guy. It's yeah. too. It's too. <laughs> he's got it. You got it. Tony you Pollard. Go ahead and throw the first name in there. You know we don't we don't call him Pollard. We call him Some Tony people Pollard. Do. I don't think so. I think it's Tony Pollard. I call him TP. For different, um, but Cooker. for different reasons. You can't just say you're gonna have to use Malik with it. I just think right. you need to always say Malik Hooker. Well, in your I get around segment, I mean, like, you, would, you gotta think it's gonna be Malik. <laughs> I didn't Cooker. think about that. That could get a little heavy. right. All right, go ahead. I just hope I I I hope that's not true because he's uh, he's got one of my favorite new nicknames on the team. He's, apparently, he's gone by Crazy Casey since he was a kid. Which what yeah, an yeah. Aw- what an awesome name for a safety. Yeah. Um, so. We'll see. I, I'll tell you. I hate. 
I'm and I'm not a, a big number dork, but I hate his number. I, I don't thirty five eh, like yeah. especially thirty five is fine if you're like a thumper, but if you're a free safety, doesn't it just doesn't look right. I don't yeah. like it. Doesn't so. seem like a fast number. If right? he makes if he makes the team, maybe he changes out of it. All right, let's move on. Second name I'm going to give you guys: Connor Williams. He's the fourth year player, second round draft pick in two thousand eighteen out of the University of Texas Hook'em Horns. Dave, go. Uh, they got him doing – we figured out who their backup center is. It's Connor. They got him working at center. He did it yesterday. He was running with the twos. I think he, he got some work with Dak as well. Um, not something he did in college, although he did he did work at it a little bit during his draft process. Um, so that's interesting. And Mike McCarthy talked yesterday that uh, you know he likes to train his guards as centers, and that's a way that you can – Kind of finagle the roster math so you don't have to have two centers. Um, yeah, he looks he looks good, and he he had a funny comment yesterday that he's like, "I'm, I'm glad that I feel young again because Tyron and Lyle and Zach are all back in the lineup, and so like he's back to being the young member of the line instead of last year <laughs> he was the, he's the only veteran on the line." So, uh, yeah, that's fun. That's fun that he's doing a little bit of center. Nick, I, always a little tricky when that happens when you're taking a guy to do more things. It's like, are you? taking him away from his craft to, to be a better guard, you know. And and it's always kind of tricky on the offensive line, too, because when you're dealing with competition, you continuity is such an important thing, cohesiveness. So you got to get them all together. So I don't think it will affect him that much. I'm okay if he's the backup center there. I, I do question why does it take so long. I would like to have seen him do this last year, practice a little bit more. We hadn't seen that before. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's, doing, he's doing well, and he, he talked about – Having Tyron on his left, I mean, he's a much better, he's a much better player when he, when Tyron's out there. No offense to Brandon Knight or Steele or whoever, but Tyron takes up, you know, cleans up some some trash a little bit more. All right, so let's go to Malik Turner. He is a fourth year wide receiver uh, acquired through waivers uh, from Green Bay in 2020. Nick, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm surprised they resigned him. Honestly, I mean, the writing was on the wall last year. He kind of got phased out of this, you know, of the team. He he was just a special teams guy, not really much of a receiver. And then he wasn't even active. So for him to be re-signed as an unrestricted free agent, it was surprising to me. Not only is he coming out here and probably one of the core guys for uh, John Fossil's group, um, but he's he's been really good at receiver. He's I mean, I asked him yesterday. I talked to him a little bit, and I said, you know, you're not just a special teams guy. He's like, I want to be a team guy. I want team, whole team. I want them to say, put him on teams. Put him at receiver anywhere, you know, and those guys are real valuable. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't mention him yesterday, earlier today, when we yeah. talked about that, but he's right in the mix. He's made some plays. Yeah, probably the best throw of Dak's camp so far was to him. Just a, It was like a flag route down, you know, far coming to the sideline, made a great sliding catch. Um, and I'm, yeah, uh, there's always a guy that flies under the radar that the coaching staff values a little bit more than people realize, and maybe he's one of them because – Talking about John Fossil, Fossil was working with him on punt stuff yesterday for a while after practice. And, you know, he's the type of guy that's going to need to play a lot of snaps in the preseason. If he does a good job with it, who knows? Kelvin Joseph, he is a rookie cornerback. He was the second-round pick of the Cowboys this year out of Kentucky. Dave, go. I don't, I don't have a ton to say yet other than that, uh, you know, I feel like there was a narrative that people were like, oh, no, like he's already fallen behind, you know, he – he had COVID in the spring and he didn't get to practice and he's just he's you know, the rookie year's already a wash and that I, that's not true. I mean, he look, you know, he's fighting out there. He looks like he belongs. He had a pass breakup on a long mm-hmm. ball a couple days ago against Dak and I I don't remember who the receiver was. Noah Brown. 
Um, I think. So he, I mean, he's he's battling. He he doesn't look like a liability, but I you know I can't say that I've he's jumped out to me in this insane way. But he's he's part of the mix for I, sure. I was um trying to walk behind the 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 defense of there on, on during a practice, trying to get out of the way. But in, as I was doing doing that. There was a play on the sideline. Uh, I don't even think the ball went that way. I just think it was a reaction play that he kind of saw the running back or whatever. And Al Harris, the cornerback's coach or the backs coach, got so excited about that. He was like, you saw it. You saw it, Kelvin. You saw it. You know, like he was like so excited, jumped up, pat him on the helmet. He was just like, I don't even know what it was. It wasn't even, again, the ball wasn't in his way. It was just more about the zone or the coverage. And how he, you know he let the safety take it and went and got the running back, but I'm telling you, like Al Harris was excited. It probably means that there was a few plays that he hadn't been seeing it, but um, so you know it's early. It's and he's gonna he's got a learning curve there, you know. But right. it, we'll see. Jeremy Sprinkle, fifth year tight end. Uh, he was a uh, unrestricted free agent that the Cowboys picked up from the Washington football team. Nick, go. You know, I, I, he hasn't done a whole lot. He really hasn't. And, and I, Arkansas guy. Yeah, he's an he's Arkansas guy, and he was a good pass catcher at Arkansas. You know, he played two tight ends with Hunter Henry. I always forget. I don't know which Henry it is. Hunter you Henry. always forget. That was your guy. Oh, there's 17 Henrys at Arkansas. Yeah, he was like <laughs> an brother American. H- Hudson Henry, and then there's, a, there's another tight end at Arkansas now, and his dad was Mark Henry. I don't know. Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry as in the wrestler? No, not as the wrestler. The it's a different guy. They so. look, I was wondering. They sexual look, chocolate. Like, oh. I, I know Mark Henry, but go ahead. A little different. Okay. But, uh, a little bit. That would have been cool, though. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Great a lot story. of a sprinkle. I haven't. Yeah. I just haven't. Um, I thought, again, what he's here to do is to be an on-the-line blocker on tight end, and I don't think at this point we'd saw a lot of that of Blake Bell either. Uh, I think he's going to be the third tight end that can do some 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 blocking, some things like that, but – um, I haven't seen any of the other tight ends do much either. The other the backups. See, I I don't quite agree with that. That's Sprinkles probably on this list. The name where I'm like, I don't got a lot for you. Um, he's Come on, get around. Um, he's been out there. No, no. But I was gonna say I've even seen they've featured Sean McCune. Oh, yeah. More. I'm thinking of the other guys. You're right, McCune. Yes, they've featured they, yeah. they've featured McCune a good little bit on some of the rollouts and the boot stuff. But I can't stress I can't stress enough. I feel like I feel like I'm like everybody just keeps forgetting that they haven't put pads on yet. Like yeah. we've you know these are OTA practices basically. Jeremy Sprinkle's game probably doesn't translate super well to this style of practice. So when they start doing the run fits and you know you start watching people setting the edge and thudding up, I bet he'll show up a little bit more than he has these first few yeah. days. Yeah, and that may be more the role that they're going to ask of him, and so yeah. he doesn't show up right now, whereas you know, right now it's really the skill players that we're noticing more because they're the That's, ones that can actually get out there and run around. You can see what they do. We started this show off talking about how you know great the receivers look, which right. is, I mean, that's the, a it's, right, really it's, it's a rite of passage every year because it's yeah. the easiest thing to notice in these yep. practices. All right, that's a wrap, man. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday, and we'll give you guys some more updates. The Cowboys will practice tomorrow. Um, and then hopefully a little later this week, I did get a, a little note from our buddy Brian. He's going to try to jump. Brian Broad is going to try to jump on with us on the show later this week, oh. either Wednesday or Friday. See if we can uh, jump in here with us and uh, give us some of his thoughts uh, about training camp. We'll do all that later this week for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-